This is a Soulfire production. I know a lot of you here, like me, are very interested in holistic healing and the newest and best methods for healing the physical body. I know I'm not the only one here who struggled with their health for a long time. I struggled with different chronic illnesses and tried all the diets and protocols and all the things. And that led me to becoming a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and then an energy healer. And I've seen it all. I've tried it all. And that is why I'm so excited for today's podcast guest, because if you are struggling with your health in any way and you feel like you've tried many things or maybe you haven't even got on the train yet, but you're looking for the best technology out there in terms of testing and also what's actually going to support the body and be received by the body. Because I can't tell you how many of us have taken so many supplements that really haven't done much, you know, and how does that happen? So we talk a lot about that in today's episode. Today's guest is Veronica Leslie, who I'm sure many of you know from Instagram. She is on Instagram at healthdoll.co, where she shares so much incredible information about energy. And I mean like quantum physics, energy, frequency, quantum physics, how that applies to health and healing in the physical body. She is a wealth of knowledge. She is actually an agriculture scientist turned naturopath and co-founder of Root Cause Clinic. I have been working with Root Cause Clinic for a bit now and have had an incredible experience. Their technology is incredible and I wish I had something like this or found something like this earlier on in, in my health journey because it is so effective. So Root Cause Clinic is a bioenergetic lab technology company featuring photonic light application systems to analyze, assess, and impact human health. So the way it works is through bioresonance testing. It's super easy. Now I've done, I've done so many labs and all that fun stuff uh, for so many years. And this was really easy. You know, you uh, give some nail samples and some hair samples and uh, some saliva or just a few easy things you send in really fast. And then they do bioresonance testing. Bioresonance testing is the ability of using the body's own energetic field to send energetic signatures, groups of frequencies to the body. And then that allows the body's own innate wisdom to pick and choose which energetic signatures it likes and it's going to do well with. So what that looked like when I went through this process is I sent in my samples really quick and easy. And then the test results came back and I had uh, a session with a practitioner that that works with Root Cause Clinic, Ariel Welch, actually, who has been on this podcast. I adore her. So we had a session and she went through all of the test results. And this is a, a big packet of information that is so valuable. It's so detailed. I've never had this in-depth of testing and it's all working on, on the energetic level. So it's looking at frequencies. And from there, they can see the exact frequency that's going to support the body and bring uh, the energetic body back into balance. And then from there, I got some recommended tinctures that were imprinted with the specific frequencies that were going to be best for my body. It's such a customized protocol and I have been feeling amazing. A lot of the stuff that came up for me was uh, actually around circulation and lymphatic drainage and, and things like that. 
But anyway, this technology is incredible. And this is really the way that we should be doing it. And in this episode, Veronica explains how bioresonance testing is different and where some of the gaps are in traditional labs, of course, then also even functional medicine lab testing. And we talk about individualized protocols all the time, you know, in in the space of holistic health practitioners, but how individualized are they really? You know, and I think, well, I know this takes it to a whole other level and the results are truly incredible. You can head to their website and check out their testimonials and learn more there. If you are interested in working with Root Cause Clinic and getting some testing done, I mean, I feel like it's a steal, you guys. I feel like it's a steal and I really, really believe in this. I I wouldn't be sharing this if I didn't. And by believe in this, I mean, it's quantum physics. Like I believe in this in the sense of like, <laughs> this is this is real deal. It is it's quantum physics. Like it works. It's so individualized and customized and it's getting to the real root cause, like really looking at the energetic signatures and looking at the frequencies in your body and what's an energetic match to be most supportive for your body. So you can head to rootcauseclinic.co and I recommend the Biophoton beginner package. Well, that's what I got. And uh, that has one comprehensive test it is so specific. I mean, even the um, emotional side, specific affirmations that are ideal for me, specific crystals. I, I dive into it in the episode, but so specific and really, really helpful. So it includes one comprehensive test, one hour consultation and $100 off the custom imprinted frequency tinctures. So that's what I got. And if you use the code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, you'll get $20 off any packages. So you can check out their different options and Veronica explains them more through the episode. But I personally did the Biophoton beginner package because I wanted to try this out for myself and just see how the process worked and yeah, this is real deal stuff. And I know a lot of people are really struggling um, right now. And we're just getting to a point where these old ways of doing things that are really outdated science, it's just, it's just, it's time to, to move to, to what works. And understanding energy is, is the way, you know? So I'm really excited for you all to hear this episode. Again, you can go to rootcauseclinic.co to uh, learn more and their Instagram is root cause clinic. And uh, all of those links will be in the show notes as well, as well as my code Christina for $20 off any packages from them. So I can't wait for you to learn more about this. Veronica is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, I could talk to her for hours. There's just so much to learn from her. So I was just really grateful that I got this opportunity to, um, to learn more and uh, to be able to to share all of this with all of you. So uh, you might want to take some notes. There's a lot of really good information in here. And let's dive into it. Enjoy this conversation with the CEO of Root Cause Clinic, Veronica Leslie. Well, Veronica, I am so grateful that you were able to come on the podcast today. I have been really, really excited to chat with you. I've, well, you know, I, um, have been working with your clinic a little bit and I'm just so, so impressed with, with my experience and how I've been feeling. So I'm really excited to, to dive in. Well, awesome. Nothing like experiencing for yourself, um, to see that energy really is the mover and shaker of all matter. Absolutely. So before we jump into all things root cause clinic and everything that you do, I have a few questions. I like to start the episode off with just to 
allow my audience to get to know you a little bit more. So the first one is how do you like to start your morning? Sure. Yeah. So um, I actually have a couple things that are like my non-negotiables. Um, so definitely an organic cashew milk latte is one of them. Uh, but I do do a kind of three, six, nine uh, affirmation pattern throughout the day. So I do make sure that as busy as I may seem, I do stop at least for that morning, you know, ritual to put down the three things um, that I'm in that current time period kind of working toward, you know, uh, targeting, manifesting, et cetera, aligning with. So I make sure to do that. Um, and then, of course, you know, to kind of really set my intention and, you know, it may seem like you're really busy and you don't have the time to do that. Uh, but I have found that not taking the time to do that creates the disharmony later that, you know, actually eats up your time a lot more so. So it's really about making sure that you set the tone for the day. Um, and I have just found that that's kind of, you know, in fact, my pendant here is actually in the three, six, nine um, alignment, uh, the key to the oh, universe, I, love that. I would say. Yeah. So I had that one custom made for me from a jeweler in the Netherlands. Um, but wow. yeah, so that's kind of my way to start the day. I love that. Is there an affirmation that you are loving right now in particular? Um, so I just kind of like to focus on the action of the words, as you know, how in words are so powerful. Um, I will oftentimes vocalize them as I'm writing them, but I really kind of make sure that the action, um, behind whatever it is that I'm really targeting is something that is self-sufficient, right? So we don't want to say, um, I hope I'm going to have more patience or something to that extent. You may invite situations that will test that patience. <laughs> so you have to really kind of get specific as to what you're looking to do. So it really will just change depending on what I'm targeting. However, I will say one thing. I think many times people will get confused with what that means to kind of align or, you know, target or manifest. It's not like you just, I mean, you can literally say I would like a you know, Range Rover or something if you want, but it's more about aligning with what is, you know, your highest calling, your highest purpose. If you align with that, you allow that to really work through you, then it really, the work it does itself. Love that. Love that. So mm -hmm. I'm sure that will help people with their affirmations. I feel like a lot of people are very future oriented and focused on the material. So mm -hmm. very, very important tip. Um, Okay. Next thing is what's a physical product you're really loving right now. That could be a skincare. That could be a supplement. That could be a book, anything physical that you're really loving. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I definitely have some skincare lines that I really love. Um, I love, you know, agent Natur, Mittner's daughter, um, true botanicals, um, organic pharmacy. Um, so those are some of like my staples, if you will. Um, as far as, uh, something that's kind of, uh, another favorite, um, product of nature, watercress, I swear by that as well. Um, I'm very into, even though that's actually still vibrational and energy in its, um, assets, uh, but I'm into these crystal water bottles. Um, Ooh. so the smoky quartz that I drink out of this one a lot, it's just so great to just keep you in that. I can handle the whole, you know, uh, world type of mindset. And so while that it is, you know, energy and what it imparts, it's a product. <laughs> so you can definitely, you know, pick it up. Um, but I mean, I'm always ever expanding um, what I'm out there trying. And uh, I love the Soma Vedic. Um, that's another one. I have the gold model in my house. So the harmonizing biofield of that, um, you know, those are kind of like my my big things that I love right now. I have these northern lights that will actually say laser that recreates the northern lights in my office. Um, and Whoa. so really, really, yeah, really cool. Uh, really Where did, how did you set that up? 
So it's actually just a laser that's already calibrated for that. You can actually pick it up on Amazon. Um, and the the deeper the ceiling, the, actually, the better the result you'll get. Um, but even in my office, um, you'll be able to see like the top of the ceiling pretty much mimics all those like live electromagnetic um, fields that come together. That is the Northern Lights, you know, what we see with that dazzling array of uh, light show and just something that you know, you, you, you can't recreate in truth, but you know, I've done the best ability to do so in my office. Uh, so it just really puts me into a zone, you know, that when I'm, when I'm in here, like the, it's like, I'm shielded from the entire world and make my own little energy cave. Um, and you know, energy is the instruction code for matter. So I get to write, you know, I get to write my story with, um, writing the energy pattern and intelligence that animates it. I love that so much. Yeah. I mean, this question is totally selfish for me because I find out about the coolest things from people who come on the show. So I'm always, yeah, I've just, I love finding out about the products people are really into. Um, so, uh, and I've been thinking recently, I really want one of those crystal water bottles. Um, so I'm going to go pick one up. I feel like that was my sign. So yeah, I'm sure there are a Mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of good brands you just mentioned that people can look up. Uh, so thank you for that. And then the next is, a topic that you're really interested in learning about right now. Um, I would like, I would say niching, niching into something you're already into learning about or something that feels kind of random that you're just liking to explore. Yeah. Um, I mean, learning defines who I am. I have always been that person that, you know, loves to learn. It's never been a chore. It's never been homework to do the homework. Um, you know, especially the fields that I love, which includes physics or science. So I was that person that would buy that $250 textbook in the summer to read because I really literally wanted to know what was in that book. Um, So as far as what really interests me these days, uh, kind of as I've kind of had my experiences in life to just lead me where I'm at the moment, I'm very much into field theory right now. Um, So a lot of the quantum physics is kind of revolving around subatomic particles and all of that. But I'm kind of along the lines of Tesla um, with really believing that kind of what we've seen in the past from physics dismissing the concept of the aether is, is um, erroneous. I feel that the field is kind of what gives a a, a actual sense of, of meaning, if you will, um, to the particles, right? So they're both important. Um, and I'm really interested in how that overlays with human health, not just as you know the universe and our place in aligning with that, because we are given instruction code in sequence, you know, down to the smallest little bits of matter. But, you know, as far as what we can do about it with our understanding and our technology, that's what we do at RCC. How can we impact and very, you know, action forward uh, as far as information is great, but how do we manipulate to be able to do something and produce an outcome and make people's lives better? So that's one of the main things that drives me. Um, I'm very much into, you know, geometrics um, and the delivery systems in which information is given. Uh, because it's not just enough to just say, you know, here's some frequencies and they do X, Y, Z. Are they being heard? Um, and are they being delivered in the way that, you know, the universe would deliver them? Uh, because if they're not, then they're not going to be read as such. And I think that's a big concept that many that they're working in energy medicine don't necessarily understand. It's not just enough to say, hey, here's some hurts that are supposed to be good for your heart. Or here's the, you know, particular homeopathic that's supposed to help with this. Even working with flower essences, et cetera. Yes, that's all energy. But are you delivering that in the same way that we would have that delivered with the way that the intelligence of the universe speaks? Because if you're not, then it's like Morse code. Um, You're not going to understand that you're being spoken to if you don't know and aren't familiar with the patterns in which that they are spoken. So those are kind of like my new, I shouldn't say new, they've always been things that I've been interested in, but those are like my things that as I hone in in this field, those are really where I like to kind of spend my most time. 
Oh my gosh. So, so much good stuff right there. I want to, I want to circle back to what you just said after my, my final question, but what I'll just ask, um, after that is if somebody is interested, like, let's say this is brand new to them and they wanted to, I don't know, pick up a book or, or watch something, um, just to start to learn about some of these concepts like quantum physics, um, or even geometries and, and how to fully receive that. What would you recommend somebody look into? Sure. Yeah. So there's, I mean, uh, a reading list that I'll be kind of putting out there, um, especially as part of like the course that we're going to be, you know, um, actually having come out by the end of uh, this month, which is our physics meets physiology course. So it is a course that actually I've written to be able to kind of put together all of this type of information and in a way so that people can understand and not just say, you know, this is because that I heard it somewhere, um, be able to truly say, you know, yes, acupuncture is a viable therapy. This is the physics of how it works, you know, because we have to have that kind of education empowered stance. If we're going to be taken, you know, as a credible establishment or movement, uh, within the sphere, especially within the allopathic or conventional spheres, you've got to be able to go head to toe with them. Right. And so I think empowering the public to be able to know those concepts is important. We're going to be writing a course for that. The physics meets physiology. As far as some things that they can kind of do off the top of, um, you know, their head uh, to kind of get, you know, fully immersed a uh, little bit by bit, I'd recommend Molecules of Emotion, which is a book that kind of talks about, you know, feelings becoming flesh and the way that thoughts and everything can manifest into, you know, physicality, um, right? Mind over matter. Literally think about that. Mind over matter. Um, and that's because it, it has the ability to impact that, you know. Placebo effect is something that we kind of think of as a bad thing, um, but really we should be studying the placebo effect because if we're actually getting results from someone who says that they weren't, or that the you know experiment says that they weren't given the notable drug and they're healing, well, heck, I want that. <laughs> I don't want the drug, right? Um, so there's that. There's also the body electric, which is another good one to start with. That kind of gives you the more you know physicality side of things as far as physiologically how the body is much more than just this electric of, um, sense of approved neurons that conventional sphere will let you know is okay uh, to believe in. You know, we use EKG, we use you know all these other different types of pacemakers and sonograms and all that too. Well, you know, with ultrasound therapy to be able to say, hey, the body is electric, but it seems that today's establishment is only about validating that if that's something we can still sell you a pill for. Um, otherwise, you know, if it's something that's too cheap um, or frequency itself to be used as a therapy, that's when we kind of come under uh, the, the span of attacks. But those are some good books to start with. If you want a little bit more of uh, the juicy stuff, like I said, we have a 45 uh, module section uh, coming out here by the end of this month that people are interested to kind of look through the entire lens of looking at life in a completely different way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And we all put uh, links in, in the show notes below this so that they can uh, find the course easily and everything. And there are a lot of practitioners in my audience and a lot of people who have a history of chronic illness. And like, that's how I made my way to more spirituality um, mm -hmm. through, you know, mold and lime and all that fun stuff. And uh, realizing that it it wasn't going to be another supplement it was it was my my brain <laughs> um and and my energy body so um i just i love everything you're talking about and we'll we'll put the link for that for that course in the show notes below and so have you always been interested in this or what kind of led you here cuz i know you you previously were working in aquaculture uh so i would love to hear about how how you got interested in in all of this 
Yeah, sure. So I've always been interested in light, um, literally since the 80s with the light bright that some people um, may still remember. That was just something that light has always been uh, mesmerizing to me. So I always knew that there was more I wanted to do within studying light or physics, et cetera. Um, I did go to get my degrees initially in agriculture. So mostly with the specialty with environmental physics, um, I did do some advanced studies with uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Uh, they had some conservation programs uh, working with Santa Monica Seafood to help chefs at that time to be able to pick menu items um, and help with, you know, responsible aquaculture so that we don't fish out the oceans. And also too, that the aquaculture that we're producing is producing a better product and we're not polluting, you know, or damaging uh, the earth while doing it. So in particular, one of the things that I kind of found a lot of interest in is using lasers to help with bivalve or basically at that time, what was oyster kind of farming, uh, because there's very algae intensive diet whenever that they're, uh, doing these processes. However, it can quickly grow out of control and create an issue as well. I'm sure you've heard all about the fact that too much algae can be a bad thing because it can actually, you know, with the biotoxins and things specific algaes can produce, it can actually, you know, take out the oxygen that there is, um, you know, for whatever life is in there. So that was kind of where I first was really kind of focusing my intention. Uh, but I always did my research on the side for some of these other things that are considered, you know, both, you know, mainstream and also part of the non-mainstream movement of physics. Um, but when I started going through some of my health challenges and kind of just expecting that I could, you know, turn to science to be able to have that help me, I didn't quite find those answers, uh, in the conventional, you know, sphere of things. And finally, it came to a point where I thought, okay, well, they're not going to help me. Um, I do remember walking out of, you know, what was at that time, the best dermatologist in the world. Um, and, you know, the, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, also the uh, endocrinologist that I had seen at that time. I mean, I'm talking like you have a year wait to see them and it's a cash patient, you know, kind of basis only. There's like four appointments on a Thursday, every other Thursday or something. This guy has like three PhDs and MD, everything. And, you know, walking in there and you know, basically being told you're here because your hair is falling out. Like I have people who come around the world to see me because they have rare types of cancer who are dying. Like you could live without your hair. Mind you, I had paid like $900. This was like, you know, what, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago uh, for this appointment um, to basically be told like, this is a joke, right? So at that point I walked out, of course, feeling very defeated. And, but at the same time realizing, all right, that's it. That chapter's closed. I'm going to have to, you know, find these solutions for myself. And that's when I did. And I went through several different things. I was actually a full-blown diabetic in my early 20s, which I reversed my diabetes. Um, I had, you know, severe acne back then. Um, I went through alopecia after finally fixing my acne, I had all my hair fall out. And so then I had to fix that problem. Um, years later, I had lived in a house with mold. So I started having the symptoms of mycotoxin illness. And that liberated, you know, some of the past burley exposures that I had had, uh, you know, having been in agriculture and, you know, been growing up on an estate where that there's, you know, plenty of trees and lots of all that kind of a climate. Uh, and, you know, I had to go through that as well. And I did the research and um, basically it was my own doctor and healed myself. And I found out that wasn't really the mainstream story for many people. Many people just didn't just get better. You know, they got worse and worse and worse. And so. I basically looked at you know, the same things that were being done in many other spheres of science. And I saw that, you know, this could still be applied to the human element outside of, you know, what conventionally we're doing or accepting. And that's what I did. Um, so I kind of merged the two worlds together. I did go to the College of Naturopathic uh, Medicine in the UK. So, you know, I kind of wanted to make sure I did some formal study there to kind of outline the future ahead for me. And I've just basically 
taken the, you know, composition of my life as far as everything I've learned to kind of put me in this moment um, to create what I have, you know, now, which is this outlook on life that is, you know, completely merging of, you know, energy, math, science, and the human experience. Wow. Incredible. And so like when you first started, like that moment, you're like, okay, they're not going to help me. I just need to be my own doctor and figure this out. And you went into the research. Did you find your, your way to this way of viewing it pretty quickly or were you trying other things first? Um, so, I mean, I had done, um, you know, the, the conventional answers for some of these things. Right. And, um, and some of them, of course, as we know, I mean, there's a reason why pharmaceuticals people do actually use them because they can cover up symptoms pretty well and they can get you results. Um, but those results aren't necessarily honoring the real provocation of what's causing the problem. Right. And that's where we call into a bigger problem because you create issues, uh, more issues. And that's what happened to me. So originally when I had the severe acne, I did try taking, uh, oral contraceptives for that, um, to help with the imbalances that were producing the acne. And they actually did, did work really well. Um, the problem is that they caused my hair to fall out. <laughs> so then I had a new problem, right? And it took me about five years to fix that alopecia and reverse it, which many women never really actually get to do successfully. Um, so that was kind of like my first, you know, let me try this. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's working. Oh, wait a minute. I have another problem. And then realizing, all right, it's not just a, um, you know, easy solution that you can just, you know, get a win and walk away and get just a win. There's consequences. So then I started looking for ways to control, you know, what I had from a natural perspective and also isolating the root cause, just the way that my mind works. I never looked at something as far as, you know, how do you just get rid of this? I looked at why is this happening to me? Me, I have to understand the why. Um, it's kind of why I'm not a good person to watch movies with because um, I want to read what happened so I know the whole way and can understand and process everything analytically as I watch it. It might destroy the experience of watching the movie. That's just how my mind works. It always has to be able to trace back and make things, you know, make sense. So, uh, for me, you know, it was about finding the way that things would make sense. And as I had to be able to do that for myself, because you see that with the current system, we have that five minute appointment you have with the doctor, you're not going to get even to the surface of that. Right. So you've got to take that time and invest it and do it on your own. And essentially that's what I did. And as I started seeing, wow, the results are there. This is working. I thought, okay, this is great. Awesome. I can get on with my life. And people saw that I did do that. And they asked me, how are you doing this? And I would tell them or I would help them. And then that's kind of how I segued into saying, well, you know what? I actually like this. I'm going to probably do this, you know, uh, as a thing I'm going to do it, you know, as a way that maybe, uh, I spend my life or maybe, you know, this has chosen me to spend my life this way rather, I guess you could look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what were the, some of the things that you, that you were doing that were working? Sure. Yeah. So one of the things that I can speak to, um, especially for any of your, you know, listeners that might be dealing with acne that doesn't seem to respond to anything. And I know how demoralizing that can really be. I've lived that experience. Um, it's a lot more than just obviously simple skincare as many have probably already guessed by this point. Right. And there's even the hormone aspects and many have already tried that as well. Um, but then they're not responding to those things that should help you if it's supposedly a hormonal issue. Then there's, you know, gut and toxicity issues and all those things. And again, there's people that are like, I've tried all that too, and it hasn't worked. One thing I can say is that there's what I call issues in the tissues. Um, and this is kind of my coined um, verbiage for just something that I've noted. And that is that Many times we're blaming the organs that produce the hormones. Um, we're blaming the skin that produces the pimple. We're blaming all the places that we see the problem and we're not understanding why did that have to happen in the first place? 
And again, root causes no new kind of um, phenomena, but the issues in the tissues really come from an opposite type of perspective. What that means is that instead of saying, hey, your androgens are high, we have to say, well, why are they high? You know, if you have issues where that certain receptor sites, where that these particular types of hormones should be docking or completing processes, and either let's say because of different types of exposures, vaccines can definitely be a provocation, um, but different other types of infections or toxins that people are, you know, uh, exposed to that create an immunotype of deviance, this can allow those receptor sites to become deviant as well. They can become upregulated, downregulated. This is going to distort the messaging systems that go and get reported back, you know, to the body. And so it's going to make different decisions based on that. One of the main things that we'll see is that it is very much like a person that, you know, when, when you're talking to somebody and they're not responding back, what do we do naturally? We, we raise our voice. We're like, hello, <laughs> talking to you. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what our body will do. So you could do things all day long to block, you know, that DHT or to block those androgens. Uh, but more or less, you kind of want to see why is my body feeling like it has to do this? In my case, that was actually derived from my diabetes at the time. And so what was going on is that my adrenals were kicking out all this adrenaline, all this cortisol, uh, because of the fact that, you know, I had had this, you know, sugar matrix that was up and down, up and down. And as that I was doing that, I was also triggering, you know, the adrenals to have to act. The body is very intricately woven together. The stress response is not just the nervous system hanging out with the nervous system, immune system hanging out with the immune system or the endocrine system hanging out with the endocrine system. They all talk together. One domino falls, the other one's going to follow suit. So, you know, with my diabetes issue, that was provoking the adrenals and that was causing all these tissues to get so worn out that they became less sensitive. They just became, we're all familiar with insulin resistance, but that can happen in so many other different types of cases with neurotransmitters, thyroid hormone. I mean, it goes on and on. When I burnt out the receptor sites um, to being able to talk and have that proper relationship, my body went nuts in producing levels and being extra sensitive to this. So no matter what I was going to do, unless so that I felt filled that void, it wasn't going to go away. And sure enough, whenever I did, I cleared my acne for good. Now I could do whatever I want. If I wanted to sleep with makeup for days on end, I'd be fine. I wouldn't break out. I could have dairy. I could do these things, right? I'm free. I'm, I'm free from that. Um, because I freed myself from the real source of provocation. So you really want to look at tissues, meaning as far as receptor sites and those actual tissues their immune system and the modulation that they have and the way they're expressing things and why they might be compelled to act that way. It's not just about all these other things that I mentioned. Everybody else in the world knows somebody that they have those things too and they don't have a face full of acne, right? So why us? Why are we the people suffering with it? We have a different relationship with the way that we're filtering that information and we have to ask why. And there's differences for every person as to why that might be happening, but the idea is to fix that particular type of tissue so that the tissue itself can have that proper relationship with the environment. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I had, it just reminds me of a conversation I was having with a friend the other day and she was saying how she went through some things over the last year and all of a sudden was getting bloated a lot. And she was just saying, I'm just thinking about in general, how come there are people that just like don't ever get bloated uh, yet they eat like crap and <laughs> don't take care of themselves. And all of a sudden I'm really bloated. And I feel like you know, it's a simple question, but I feel like it very much relates to what you're saying about like really getting to the real root. And I feel like people often uh, kind of get like halfway to the root, if that if that makes sense. It's not all the way there. Um, and like that can kind of give us that why of like, why is this happening um, in my body specifically? So is, is that making sense? It feels like Absolutely. it's along mm -hmm. the same lines. Yeah. 
If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life. I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. You can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. For people who really want to get to the root, obviously that's what you guys do at Root Cause Clinic. And I would I would love for you to explain more about how the bioresonance testing works because I know a lot of people aren't super familiar with this. Yeah, sure. So whenever we collect your specimens, we're collecting four different types of specimens. We're collecting urine, hair, saliva, and nails. Uh, the reason is because the wider range of different types of electromagnetic fields that we get to survey from the body, the better. Also too, sometimes people can't submit a sample. Maybe somebody has alopecia totalis. We're not going to get any hair from them. Um, so the other three out of the four really help compensate, right, for that. So we can collect these specimens. We're running this through our technology, which is going to be putting a series of wavelengths into your test, your basically your test specimens. And that's, you know, a couple hundred thousand different wavelengths. So in a course of a matter of probably half an hour, we have, you know, signal after signal after signal after signal, frequency after frequency implanted into your specimen. And the reason why is because it's going to come back and tell us with our software, if it's within a certain degree of what's called resonance. And that resonance is basically going to be a likeness of frequency. So if we're putting in 750 Hertz into your specimens, and then maybe there's something that's very similar within a degree of that, that can populate on the screen to suggest whatever that that particular type of resonance might be. It might be something having to do with, you know, the throat um, and drainage. It could be something that has to do with different types of parasitic resonance. It could be having something to do with emotions. You know, there is a frequency counterpart for every and anything that you could think of. Um, and so that's been cataloged, right? And that will come up in our system. So what's important to know about that is that it's not just it coming up that makes it important because the amplification in the way that that comes up within the wave is really what tells us the most amount of information. And that's where I think a lot of other, you know, practitioners that they're doing the bioenergetic testing aren't completely understanding what information that they're able to give the client because if you don't understand the true physics of everything, it's going to all look like this information is equally weighted and it's not because depending on that amplification of the wave, 
you know, something may suggest that this is a past exposure. It may suggest something that is a current exposure, but not a actual colonized infection, meaning you don't need to kill something, uh, but your immune system is overly sensitized to it. So it's two different types of problems. You might also see something is fluctuating. Somebody maybe has had an exposure that they are kind of, um, you know, fighting or getting over. There may be something that actually does suggest that somebody has a colonization um, and or infection, et cetera. That's all important to know. So we have all this technology that is able to kind of go into all the nooks and crannies. It's not just, you know, here's a meridian, this meridian came up stress kind of deal. That's like 1% of what we do. Um, but basically it's looking for a like resonance within the wavelengths. And we're sending those wavelength signals into your specimens, getting the reports back of kind of what is your top resonance. Also another thing that makes it different uh, at RCC is our root cause scan. So this is actually calibrated to a much finer degree than the rest of our scans. And the reason why that's important is that we're able to see where the cream rises to the top. So we know if you come into us, for example, and you say, I'm having chronic UTIs, we know that you have stress in the urogenital tract. You're telling us that, right? You have urogenital issues, but you know, obviously that hasn't worked for you to get seven courses of antibiotics. So something else is going on there, right? Our testing may come up with the urogenital issues on, you know, the kidney scan, the bladder scan, even the symptom support scan. But on the root cause scan, maybe it's not going to appear at all. And that may lead you to think, well, this doesn't make sense. Like you literally didn't catch my main issue, but maybe we'll see your thyroid. And then maybe that thyroid really has an issue to where that it's creating calcium issues from within the bones because of the parathyroids. Maybe that extra calcium is depositing your urethra and that's creating this pumice stone that bacteria builds up on. And maybe you have this inability to get rid of this infection because you quite literally have the perfect squatting environment for this infection, no matter whether you use herbals or you use antibiotics, it's not going to go anywhere long-term because it's got a permanent squatting, you know, uh, spot, basically it's going to be a tenant until you get rid of the dwelling. And so we're not going to make any headway just giving you, you know, herbals or the natural alternative to an antibiotic. We have to clear that out and we can do things like that with our lasers to help bust up those, um, deposits, et cetera. But more importantly, we got to keep those from forming. And why is that happening? And that's an actual true life example. What I just mentioned is somebody that came into us that was given antipsychotics and basically told that they're crazy because if they had been on antibiotics and diflucan all year long for their UTI, guess what? They didn't have chronic UTI issues. They didn't even have interstitial cystitis. They had thyroid cancer. Okay. And that went completely undetected for an entire year in the conventional mainstream uh, medicine because she didn't present with thyroid issues. Okay. So that just kind of goes to show you, you know, energy, you know, using uh, the likes of physics and, and looking at light, which, you know, biophotons actually, you know, light is actually created in catalyst for every biochemical reaction in the body is really where you want to get started in looking at things. And then you can go get that biochemical based testing for confirmation or to be able to see clinically, where is that at? Because, you know, even cancer, for example, you have cancer in us every single day, all the time. And it's your body's job to go in there and edit that every single day, all the time. It's when your body can't do that anymore that becomes a problem because all that dust accumulates in your house when you don't clean. Same thing that you're going through whenever that you're having the body with these cellular maladies and the mutagenesis. Um, and we can see those things before that they're at that level, you know, that they would present clinically to be diagnosed potentially at that point. Now, I wanna make it clear, we're not a diagnostic standard. We are not standard of care. Uh, bioenergetics is not yet incorporated to be considered uh, to be able to allow for diagnostics. However, if you look at Boston University, Davis University, they already have technology that's doing this and far superseding the conventional standard. There are some politics involved as to why that that's not out there yet. Um, and there's also some issues with that. That's a whole, like I mentioned, uh, way to redefine conventional medicine because it's not just about 
something showing up or not. The biochemical model is very much about anything over this amount means you are infected and then we have disease. Anything under this amount, you know, miraculously that doesn't matter and you're not affected. Even like conventional Western blots, right? You have somebody that has four to the five markers. Sorry, not enough. Come back when you get one more, then we'll help you. You know, or, you know, you have one of the two that you need. You're not sick enough yet. Come back when you have that. So that's kind of how we look at things with the conventional sphere, with the biochemical model, but you don't look at it the same way when you're using, you know, frequency and it's, it's a whole another learning curve. Uh, So you're talking about having to retrain practitioners and medical schools and everybody to a whole new way of looking at things. I don't think big pharma is going to really be on board. They're cool with that being used to sell for $20,000, $30,000 as a pacemaker implant and make their money to do what they can with that agenda. But if they can't continue to monopolize that or to sell that to you in the form of a pill, they don't want frequency out there. Yeah, I think a lot of people like when they learn about this, they're like, wonder why is this not more more widely available and all of those reasons you just you just explained. But I think the other thing is, like, is this really new technology though because a lot of these concepts it seems like like i you know in in the videos i've i've seen from your website it seems like like these this understanding has been around for some time and so th- that's not really the issue right that it's n- like new is that right yeah it's it's not um i wouldn't consider a you know it's interesting that you mentioned that actually because in the physics meets physiology course i kind of go into that as far as you know homeopathy really had hit a heyday and it was basically kind of the model that we had in medical school until that you got some of these other parties involved. Um, Mind you, by the way, that you had, you know, uh, families like, you know, the highest of the high at back then, Rockefellers, Morgans, et cetera, using homeopathy, um, swearing by it, living to 93, 94 years old, mind you, Uh, but discovering that they couldn't, you know, teach that uh, in medical schools because that didn't give them a market to continue selling some of these, you know, fields that they pervade, if you will, the chemical industries, et cetera, the pharma, pharmacological model that we now follow. We didn't always follow that. And that's where people kind of have been, uh, you know, taped off from history. So you're right. It's not a new concept. Um, even some of these concepts now with energy, even crystals, for goodness sakes, Tesla talked about this and talked about them as living beings. It's a renaissance, what we're coming back into of what has already been, um, you know, a silence knowledge that was extinguished and squashed out to keep this from people. Uh, I completely believe things like, you know, free energy exist. Uh, the technology is there. It's being suppressed purposely. It's not that we don't have any answers. We're not being allowed to have access to them. That's a whole different thing. So you're completely right as far as it's not something that's new, um, not even newly discovered. The answers have always been there. We just have to tap into them, right? And that's exactly what's going on now. We're having people come into a type of consciousness as people kind of come into a specific type of frequency and align, we're getting more and more people to wake up to this. Um, and we're going to need a lot more if we want to really move it to where we're hoping to move it, at least where I'm hoping to see it move. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I think people are definitely ready. Uh, and even in the more like functional medicine space, you know, I think about like, I spent years getting so so many uh, labs run by different functional medicine practitioners and, and naturopaths and still things weren't getting picked up. And then, and then I look at the kind of data that I got from a much simpler scan through you guys. <laughs> and it's so detailed. Like I've, I've, I'm like, I've taken so many, so many labs, you know, even like non-conventional and I've never had anything that detailed. And I think people maybe like, don't even realize probably like the, the, how detailed you can get. I mean, there are certain things for me just sharing my experience because I'm sure it will help some people listening, but uh, I forget 
what it was the root cause of, but it was like when I was 12 in school, in school specifically, somebody said something that made me feel betrayed, like that level of, Mm -hmm. of detail in terms of like what, what was the, the, at the root cause. And I mean, how is that? Like, how do you do that? Like, that's so amazing. It's an awesome question. I love answering all those things. So one of the things that makes this different at Root Cause Clinic is that I actually created an algorithm to be able to find the age frame that that amplification of the wave is referring to, right? So trees have rings, just like you may be familiar with, and those are suggestive of how old the tree is. Um, The amplification levels that you have with the wave also are suggestive uh, based on the quantification of your age when that would be allocated. So when that would be happening for you. Sometimes it might be something that even suggests when you're in utero, meaning before you're even born, um, you know, and there's some crazy stories I have about that as well. But I have the algorithm that really helps put that together because imagine if you were just given this information, but it was like, this could be the whole course of your life. It becomes a lot less relevant at that point because you're like, well, I could have felt this way at any point in my 30 something years on this planet, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's something that I think is probably the most valuable part about it. Uh, but as far as how you're quantifying emotions, is a good question. So just the same way that we're able to say, you know, here's the DNA sequence for a beetle. Well, the DNA sequence also has a wavelength counterpart. So there's the protein sequence and DNA that we can find, like forensics can find, and they put you in a database and they're like, oh yeah, this is a, you know, beetle. Oh, hey, this is Johnny. Oh, this is a carpet fiber. This is a carpet fiber from Kmart, lot five, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. We can do that with the protein sequencing. You can do that with wavelengths as well, all right? However, it's not just limited to the tangible things that we see in the world of matter. The same type of precipitation and energy force that we use when we're angry, when we're sad, when we're jealous, when we're thinking of things that you know, make us sad. Um, even certain specific memories, thinking about certain people, that all creates a certain type of, you know, hurts pattern, if you will. Um, and, you know, that's something that we're cataloging in our system as well. And we're able to see, and as you saw, it can give very specific types of, uh, you know, inferences. And for example, um, I had one case that I'll never forget. It was uh, somebody who had thyroid problems for 20 years. Okay. And uh, they also had an issue, which actually I'll save that for last, so it'll actually tie it all together. In their emotional scan, it brought up um, the father figure. It brought up, it referenced her early 20s. It talked about school, leaving behind your dreams. It showed a husband married. Um, it showed dealing with death, humiliation. It showed um, not speaking up for concerns, shame, um, just a bunch of stuff along those lines. So long story short, this person, this client identified with this 100%. What was happening is that she was going through Uh, having just been newly married, the father had been diagnosed with a very rapid terminal cancer. So she took him in into the newlywed house to basically care for him. She had to give up a scholarship to college to care for him. And many people might think, oh, wow, you must feel so good about this. You know, you were there for your father in his last moments, et cetera. It wasn't really that kind of happy ending story because he was a very miserable and cruel man. He would berate her daily. He would call her a fat pig. He would, you know, tell her that she should go choke on a home sandwich, ham sandwich like Mama Cass. And basically torment her until, you know, he finally did pass away. Um, so all of this, mind you, because this is somebody dying of cancer, it's not necessarily something that we find very easy to create a boundary with when we kind of want to have mercy on somebody that we feel sorry for in that moment. Um, and so she just kind of let that, you know, all simmer. So that energy literally within the throat where that she was told, go choke. I mean, literally told to go choke. Why did that client come to root cause clinic? What was she hoping to get help with? I mean, mind you, she had a thyroid issue, which is within this region in that same chakra, if you will. Uh, She came to root cause clinic because she had a condition in which she had a collapsing esophagus, meaning she literally choked. 
she would eat and she could choke on food from two hours, you know, after having eaten. And it wasn't until she did this work with the emotional scan that this condition no longer was an issue. She had done 20 years of work trying to help resolve that. It's not because it was a physical issue. Okay. So that just kind of goes to show you how feelings can truly become flesh and how that that is something that is a non-negotiable when it comes to healing. If you cannot, you know, intersect those parts, you're never going to fully heal. You have to be able to honor that because that is the instruction code that has likely made the physiological issue an issue to begin with. Yeah. And I feel like, I think that's personally one of the reasons why so many people who are not in, in conventional medicine, but still in like, like the functional world are still struggling for, for so long. Do you see that as well? Because a lot of it is the emotional piece they haven't gotten to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, a lot of the functional uh, medicine world is really just the, you know, greenwashed version of the conventional ideology. So it's, I'm going to give you vitamin A instead of, you know, isoterin. I'm going to give you, you know, vitamin C. Um, and I'm going to give you other natural remedies in place of, you know, what the conventional uh, establishment would would do. But that's not changing the model or paradigm of how we look at or isolate or identify disease. It's just giving a different alternative, albeit, I mean, in some cases, that might be a better alternative to use these types of, you know, naturally derived substances as opposed to chemicals. But it's not really moving and shaking the industry, and it's not redefining it the way that energy medicine is. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number, and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number, and then you will receive regular, quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. Can you share more about how like like the limitations with the types of tests other people are doing like with blood or other tr more traditional hormone tests? Could you explain some of those limitations? Sure. Yeah. So one of the main things I can say is uh, when it comes to like hormones, for example, the issues in the tissues that I mentioned, you're looking in conventional testing at like serum levels. So they're looking, is this in the blood and how much of it is, is it in here, right? But does that matter if you're not using it properly, if your receptor sites are burnt out and that's not something that's actually being communicated? So you could have normal estrogen levels, but maybe they're actually really low because they're not actually going and talking and touching down on the receptor sites that are going to allow that estrogen to matter or make a difference or give its messaging to the body. So those are things that we're able to be able to see. Okay. That's different than, you know, what you're looking at in a serum value. Uh, many people, for example, many women that they have thyroid issues are having thyroid issues and symptoms well before that they get that clinical validation where that the thyroid hormone levels are off. We're able to see them on average three years before that that is something that can be ver verified or validated by conventional medicine. So with hormones, for example, we're able to start noticing that that is an area that's dysfunctional. That tissue stops talking and we're able to measure that with physics a lot earlier than we are with pharmacology um, and with being able to look at you know, the biochemical model. Uh, also, whenever people have infections, um, if you're looking at, you know, uh, diseases or illnesses along the lines of like Borreliosis or Lyme disease, um, even a lot of different types of viral loads, if you're doing PCR testing, there's one problem. If you don't detox well, guess what? You're probably not going to dis discharge these metabolites 
Um, and if they give you provocation to do that, which is where they do like hard levels of glutathione or things to provoke detoxification to, to get these metabolites out, a lot of times these patients can be, you know, pretty irreversibly damaged or made sicker because they compound this issue of which that they already struggle with to begin with. Um, and at the end of the day, they still don't get these metabolites ejected and they still don't pass or, you know, screen positive for tests. And they're worse yet dismissed as this being a possibility. Um, and then they don't get, you know, evaluated for this ever again. And that's going to be an issue that, you know, is um, basically circumvented by what we're doing because we're not looking for something physical. We're looking for the energy field and that energy field is going to be there, whether or not that we have a physical protein to validate that or not. And we can validate that based on the amplification to see what would this suggest? Would this suggest that there is probably a colonization that we would equate to something clinical? And we suggest for that, you know, person to go and get the appropriate blood work. Um, or, you know, is this something that's more of a past issue? Is this something that's, you know, an immunosensitive type of issue? Uh, also too, whenever that um, we're having, you know, people that they are already through the healing point, as far as they've killed what they need to kill, they've detoxed what they need to detox but they're still not better. Okay. At that point, it's not about killing anymore. At that point, it's not about detoxing anymore, but it's about the fact that the destruction that that left behind, like limbic system issues and all of this is now the new template. You got to reset that template of the body, right? But maybe you had 14 different things that have come up in your medical history and there's, you know, a, a bajillion of viruses and you had Lyme and you had this, and you're like, I don't know which of these was really the one that was making me sick. Um, so what, that this has the highest amount of titers. Maybe your body is like, no, cool. I got this. Like it's the highest one, but like, I actually feel in control, but maybe the thing that comes up on your blood labs and your titers, it's the smallest thing that your doctor is going to think because it's small, you know, in, in the world of matter that it doesn't matter, <laughs> but that might be what your body is tripped up about. And so that might be something that, you know, when you use conventional labs might be misleading because it's not just about what you have. It's about how your body's reacting to that. I can't tell you how many Great Plains uh, labs, for example, and this is a functional medicine lab that they test and couples will test and they'll have a husband and a wife and the wife will have, you know, levels that are just a little bit out of range for, you know, mold and the husband will have like these crazy high levels. And the husband's like, I play golf every day. Everything's fine. Like my wife exaggerates. She just doesn't want to work and clean the house. Um, and the woman's like, she doesn't, under he doesn't understand me. Like, I feel like I'm dying. I believe both of them. And I believe both of them, even though that, you know, the paper would have me believe the opposite. But I believe them both because just because you have a higher amount of something doesn't mean that your body is going to produce, you know, the inflammation or the disease onset or the things that we would see that we might see with somebody else who has, you know, a 10th of what you have, because maybe your body's reaction to that. And those are things that we can all see with the way that we're measuring with energy. So the, this is so helpful. Thank you. Um, so like the different people basically have different tolerances does that make sense is, is that correct like for different things like mold for example right because i could live in the same oh i did live in the same house as other people i was affected by it they they weren't feeling the physical effects but if we both got tested we could potentially have the same amount or i could even have less i just don't have the immune system mm -hmm. to to deal with that and so is that like that the reason for that is that going back to genetics is that going back to uh like previous experiences like what's setting up that ability to to tolerate that or for my immune system to be able to handle it sure yeah so i mean definitely i mean genetics is a template but again it's kind of like you know that's the hand you're dealt with when you're playing poker um but you can bluff and how you play that hand plays really out your fate not really so much just what you're dealt right so you know, it's again about epigenetic type of exposures and things that happen to us, but also too, one important thing to mention, this is another reason where testing can really help certain communities that aren't getting answers in conventional testing is that 
when you are autoimmune or when you have, you know, immune system that's gone rogue, you're no longer actually going to synthesize the proteins that you should um, in reaction to certain types of exposures. Okay. So now when conventional medicine looks at that, they're going to say, oh, well, you're experiencing X, Y, Z because they're basing that off of the normal phenotype that would produce X, Y, Z. You're no longer X, Y, Z. You know, you're no longer able to, to produce those. And worse yet, because the autoimmune type is deviant, it may lose the capacity to make certain types of uh, immunological markers. And in doing so, it's going to say, okay, this is second best. Here you go. But that might be suggestive of something else entirely. So when you're looking at that lab now, you may think that this person, if you were to judge them based on what a normal phenotype would do when it's making that immunomarker, you're going to say or identify their disease a certain way. But maybe that's not really what's going on. It's a second choice. And it's not because of the fact that that's what's really going on. So whenever we have people that they have these kind of new templates that they're creating the body in adaptation to their disease models, um, that's a whole nother game, you know, and that's going to be why that other people continue to have issues alongside people who may be exposed at 10, 15, 20 times a higher degree than they are. But it's about what template they have and did that template change? And many times and in many cases, it is changing. Absolutely. Mm, okay. That's super helpful. So obviously we've talked about kind of the accuracy of being able to get to the root cause. And then can you explain more about how, um, wh what you do next, right? So let's say, um, you know, I have a bunch of tinctures that, uh, you've like put certain frequencies in. So can you explain like how that's working? Yes. So the frequencies will work in different capacities. Um, let's say for example, you get the base level tinctures at root cause clinic, your root cause scan is going to have all the support for those areas that we identified as foundational provocations. So it's going to have, uh, different frequencies that go in and let's say, unlike a regular homeopathic, which is just going to have a broad spectrum of frequencies that help to balance or, you know, put the, the nice oscillations that we should have for a healthy functioning kidney. That's great. And I, I equate that to like shopping off of the rack, right? You can find a dress off the rack that like looks good. And you're like, wow, this looks great, you know? But what we do is like that custom tailor. Um, so you can't take a dress off the rack generally and, and have that hold up against something that is custom made, right? What we're doing is we're not just saying, here's the frequencies that are good or help to kind of invibe your body to behave like the normal healthy kidney oscillation. This is actually how far away and deviant you are from normal healthy kidney oscillation. This is the mitigating balance, and this is what's being put in your frequencies. So it will bring you right up to the proper level of what you need, not anything less, not anything more. That's important because sometimes people will take certain homeopathics and they'll claim they react. And many people will say, well, that's not possible because there's like not nothing in there. Or some people, of course, they throw energy medicine to the wayside and say, well, that's not possible because it doesn't even have the capacity to work. However, it can. Um, people can totally have, you know, reactions or hercs to homeopathy. And that can be because it could be something that's just too far of a stretch. It's like a training wheel. It's like stretching, right? So you can't just go from, you know, zero to 60. If you've not done the splits, you can't just usually just do them. You got to warm up or you got to build up to that ability to do so. So kind of using the way that we do that is kind of a more uh, gradual or more well-measured process to be able to get that resonance right in sync with what you need. Uh, sometimes we'll do work with like, let's say pathogenic resonance. So if somebody comes up with a tapeworm <laughs> or, you know, something along those lines, what you're having at that point is a matched frequency. So the particular type of frequency that might've come up for whatever it is that we may, you know, identify that might be having resonance with that, with inside you 
that can be used the same way that you can see the opera singer type of analogy where that you see that there's somebody that sings and they hit this note and then they have all the glass shattering. Well, what's really happening in the physics behind that is that the voice or the octave that that opera singer has actually reached is matching that exact resonance of what the glass is. And so when that happens, there's this combustion, there's implosion, right? And we've actually been able to see that in certain architectural, um, I shouldn't say feats because they were actually failures, but engineering failures too, uh, where that there's been bridges. That whenever so many cars had that perfect balance that were vibration of what was being driven on the bridge matched the bridge itself, it collapsed. Um, you know, and you could literally see these concrete structures starting to wave around like that they were putty uh, because it, it's, you know, the energy that moves matter. And that just kind of goes to show you. So that's another way that we oftentimes will uh, be using frequency. Then there's also the way that we use uh, frequency to help balance different types of what I call, you know, inventory markers of the body. So neurotransmitters or certain types of hormones, et cetera. Um, all of that will also go in there to kind of help. So if something's low, if something's high, it kind of has the energy to help either weaken the force, you know, upregulate the force, et cetera. Those are the three principles of kind of things that we're doing as far as working with frequency. And of course, that there's the lasers. So if somebody can't take alcohol, uh, you know, that might be, I guess, against some people's religious beliefs. Maybe some people are sensitive. They might have histamine issues. Some people might be former recovering alcoholics, and that could really set them off and they don't want that. Uh, we can leave alcohol out of the equation and we can do that in the form of a laser. And in fact, laser application can actually be even better uh, than, than tinctures in some regards. Let's say you have a very localized concern if you have a skin issue, you know, putting the photon therapy on that particular issue instead of a tincture, which will go through the whole entire field of the body, we're really isolating and putting the force in one area where you really want it most. So that's another way that we can use frequency. And the big thing about that is that you're synergizing because it's not just frequency, but there's red light. So the red light is able to activate certain types of receptors and that's able to upregulate your ATP. So what it really is, is it's like a Trojan horse to get the frequency in at a deeper level and in particular types of tissues that we want, as well as upregulate the cellular processes behind it. So we've got all types of tricks that we can do for you, <laughs> depending on what it is that will best behoove you. And that's just kind of where the, the customization comes in. Do people, so for, for the last one with the, with the lasers, do people come in to the clinic physically for that? Nope. Uh, we can actually uh, rent those out uh, to you in residence. So what happens is you're tested at the clinic and if you want the option of a laser or the provider recommends that to you, then we calibrate that out. It's sent to you. It's on a rental basis. So there is a deposit that you get back whenever it's successfully returned. Um, and so that's just something that you rent and do out of the comfort of your own home. Wow. So amazing. Uh, so how the way that you just described the different frequencies working, is that connected back to what you were mentioning at the beginning of our conversation around how sometimes people's bodies still aren't actually re receiving? um like receiving the vibrations properly in terms of other bioresonance testing oh. out there is that what you're referring to yeah yeah so the field matters right so you know just because that there's a frequency uh that helps with xyz i mean clearly there's plenty of people that are like i tried that and it didn't work right it doesn't mean necessarily that you know that won't work but if the body wasn't realizing hey we're speaking to you like we're trying to show you something and it wasn't on to listening because that field wasn't coherent, then yeah, you're not going to get, you know, the ability for that information to sink or to start re-educating the field of the body. So the way information is delivered uh, is really important in many of the different types of what I call blocks, which are like therapeutic uh, type of frequencies that are kind of put together for certain types of dysfunctions. A lot of them I will put uh, Fibonacci or phi sequences, geometric sequences, solfeggio, nogier, different types of tones 
that give a structure and a way for such information to travel, because that's obviously going to be just as important as what you're actually giving, right? Um, because if it's not heard, it doesn't matter. And that's very important. And also, too, there's a lot of uh, growing issues with people, which uh, I refer to it as uh, polarization. There's many different types and ways and extents that that can happen. But if somebody has a problem with that toroidal field and they're no longer able to have that gyroscopic balance where that they're in harmony with being able to have the proper relationship and charge relationship with the environment, they're not going to do well with energy medicine. They have to actually go through biomagnetic type of restructuring to get that grid or that gyroscopic nature back intact so that they have the proper relationship. An example of that would be, let's say that uh, you take a binder. Right. And that's something that most people, if they took that and they're trying to, you know, detox from mold or they're trying to do parasites and mop up the toxins from that, like they're going to say, wow, this helps. This makes me feel better because it's binding out the toxin. But that's based on the fact that you are intact enough in the field that your charges interact properly with those, you know, elemental metals in the binders. If you are reversed or polarized, meaning, you know, your compass is pointing south instead of north, but it still shows north like you think it's going north, but it's leading you south. You're going to have the wrong relationship. You're going to think good is bad and bad is good. And hence, these people are going to have reactions to therapies that everybody else swears works for them, but it doesn't work for them. And they're right. And in fact, the more they do these therapies that work for everybody else, maybe the worse they feel, because instead of actually, you know, getting these metals to bind out, maybe they're further having that pull and that force to keep them in the body. So it's also very important to understand if you are in the proper framework or in the canvas set to be able to use energy medicine. And typically, if you're not able to use energy medicine, then you're not able to use the biochemical model, the mechanical model, or any of these things. But we're a good place to start and being able to identify if that might be your issue. Because that will come up on the scan, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have an atomic scan that I created, which actually literally looks at the electrons. I mean, you could actually see the spin, the vortex. Um, you can see, you know, the different types of subatomic particles. Uh, you can see different types of electromagnetic fields that might be playing uh, a role in skewing your field. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of overlay with that. For example, if I see somebody, you know, that, and I've actually, I've seen obviously tons of sets of data at this point, but if I see somebody that was originally, maybe let's say just discovering that they had pancreatic cancer versus six months into it versus a year into it, I can literally see the way that the electron shift happens, right? So at first it's like very high upregulated, you know, electron and that's an activity that's in, in essence a compensation because as we know, electron donation is really how we're mitigating some of these oxidative properties or mutagenesis, et cetera. That's our corrector in the body, right? Uh, but once that, that kind of fizzles out and there's only so much energy capacity to be able to keep up with that, we then run into a sluggish electron function. And that's whenever we can't keep up with that editing anymore. And then we start to kind of lose the battle and become clinically you know, cancer positive. Um, and then you just see that go kaput. So you literally will see stages of down and up regulation with the way that the electron function works. And that's a direct correlation, not just to something like that I've mentioned, but the way that you're going to react in general when it comes to energy or fields and, you know, everything in life around you. So what, what is the original cause of that? Like what causes that, that shift in polarization? Sure. So a lot of what we have right now are the non-native fields, such as, you know, EMFs. Um, and that's where I kind of get a little bit on a different path than many who are like in the functional or even the energy kind of world where they're like, oh, this is just horrible. It's bad. Of course, it's non-native. It's not, you know, ideal. It's not good. But again, it's about the way that, you know, the universal patterns are delivered. So if this was something that, you know, was just exposed intermittently, et cetera, 
probably wouldn't be that huge of a deal. We could kind of compensate and we'd be resilient enough to kind of repair and the body would have its center point and it would understand where it returns to back at that zero point. The problem is this, it's unrelenting, it's 24 seven and it's all the time. And that is not the way nature speaks. It never speaks that way. Even think about the patterns we have with the sun and the moon. Even think about the phases of the moon, the energy pool, the gravitation fields, all of this is ever, ever subtly changing to support the patterns that we need to keep the life cycle flowing, right? All of these particular types of fields create and trigger certain processes in creation in general, whether it's a worm that knows to come from the soil, whether it's a breeding season for, you know, specific type of life, whether it's a flower knowing when to grow, whether it's us, you know, uh, as women knowing when to menstruate, you know, not us, but our bodies, all of that is a governed intelligence based on all of this information. So if we are detached from this, first of all, because we have a lot of other non-native frequencies, which is information instruction code telling us to behave differently or giving different instruction code to our body, um, not only are you losing that influence that should be the guiding instruction code, like if you're a Mac, you should be run on Mac software. You're now getting PC software, which is not compatible, okay? And then we get into problems, right? You get malware, basically. Uh, at what point does that computer crash when it's like, wait, Mac, PC, Mac, PC, ah, right? And then we get this kind of inability to really have that right relationship with energy. We can become skewed because the body's confused at that point. Um, but again, if it wasn't, you know, for the unrelenting all the time type of fact that this is a wavelength that's in your face uh, at every angle, it, it's not like that that's the end of the world just for that. I think some people get, and if you are electromagnetic sensitive, it's justified and you have an extra sensitivity, you should take those precautions. But I do think some people get very fear mindset about the 5G and about some of the electromagnetic fields, I definitely have tons of harmonizing things in my house to create the right biofield and protective little bubble for myself. But I'm also not going to live in complete fear that that is just arch nemesis number one, because I know that there is, you know, so much more to it than that. Um, it's not just a, and like everything in life, you know, and everything in the universe, it's not just an all good or all bad. It's the continuing gradient in the spectrum of all this mixed energy that creates balance. And that's really what resonance really is. You cannot have an optimization of energy, if you will, without, you know, some pushback or some resistance, right? So the sweet spot is going to be where we come to a nice balance. It's not about highest maximum output or yield or the lowest performance. It's coming right in the middle and you have to have both sets of energy in order to be able to do that. But um, I'm very into PEMF and so PEMF or biomagnetic kind of therapy, that will really help to kind of get the... Um, get the magnetic fields or get the body speaking back on the code of what human resonance would be giving, because that's how the body speaks. So, you know, that's, that's how we speak. Our body speaks with, uh, the universal instruction codes. Those would be the kind of the first places I would recommend to go. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you saying that because yeah, I definitely feel like a lot of people are living in a lot of fear around it and it's not really helping to solve it just to be afraid of it. <laughs> so, um, with that, you know, I know you've seen obviously a lot of data and I'm wondering if there are common themes that come up often around like like common real root causes that you see often. And obviously that would manifest in many different ways for different people. But what are you seeing as the biggest themes in terms of like the real deep root cause for, for people who come to you? Sure. Yeah. So there's definitely a ton of what I call like template retraining that needs to be done. So that's, again, somebody who is sick and they're not as sick as they used to be, but they're still not well. And they're coming to us and they're like, well, what am I missing? 
well, they don't need to kill more stuff. They don't need to detox more stuff, but they need to retrain their template because their template skewed itself to be able to suit that new normal that they had, but they've never readjusted the template. And so what saves them in our testing versus going to the other functional type of testing is that let's say that they're going to have that titer there for a long time for ABV. Um, and that may make it look like they still need to go do some antiviral therapies, but maybe that's not what they need anymore. Maybe doing that antiviral therapy is going to keep telling the immune system, yeah, let's kill, let's really jazz up this response and make some inflammation. And that's literally a problem that they have that's already, you know, out of control. So we're compounding a bad habit, we're enabling. And so that's one of the top things I see is people coming to us thinking that their symptoms equal, that they haven't, you know, silenced their original provocation when really they just need to reset their template. And so I'm very big into immune modulation and we use frequencies that help to balance the immune system to help desensitize it, but not turn it off. It's not a steroid type of approach where it's about let's talk, let's turn off the talking of the immune system. That's not good. We don't want that, right? We need to be able to give the body an ability though, to kind of turn off that sound and that white noise that's problematic at this point, because we can't have a body that's reacting to the environment. We're not designed to live at odds with, you know, everything in the environment. I mean, if you have too many things like even pollens and, you know, environmental factors and grasses and stuff coming up, that's still actually a dysfunction because we're not designed to be at odds with nature. If that's happening, it's not a problem with nature. It's a problem with us. So what did we skew that we were out of alignment with this? You know, we're supposed to be in sequence with everything. Um, so I definitely see that immune modulation being one of the number one things, um, food allergies and MCAS and a lot of these other subjects that, you know, people aren't finding answers in. And there's not really a lot of people that are looking into these cases because they are so time and labor, uh, labor intensive that there's constraints on being able to have people that are willing to take those cases on. And I will take those cases. I mean, I don't take clients anymore, but I have taken the time to take those cases and I learn from them. And I try to see the patterns and things that are being elucidated by the data set. What am I seeing here that maybe is not being said yet in the literature, but that I'm seeing and there, there needs to be a recognition of a connection in place. And so one of the other things that I'm seeing is that Bartonella is a big one. Um, that's something that's becoming an issue because of some of these non-native fields, um, meaning some of these types of frequencies that are kind of unleashing our protective mechanisms that keep a lot of these, you know, dormant types of, uh, infections or exposures that we might've had in the past in place. And it allows them to kind of become an issue. And that can create a lot of stomach issues. Many people are not aware that Bartonella affects the stomach. Um, in fact, whenever I see issues with MCAS or pernicious anemia, et cetera, autoimmune gastritis, uh, GERD, more often than not, it's either H. pylori or Bartonella. Um, can also be mold induced too, but those are some big ones that I see. And I'd also probably say another one is pernicious anemia. Uh, we have many people that come to the clinic and again, they're not better yet, right? What's happening to me? I feel like I'm not dying anymore, but I still don't feel well. Like what's going on? And I will see that their B12 markers come in high. Um, except that they have all the symptoms of severe neurological dysfunction. That can't be happening. If you're using your B12 properly, I can't possibly see all this degradation going on within the nervous system. So something's not adding up, meaning you're not using your B12. Then I look at the stomach and then I see, wow, my goodness, we've got intrinsic factor issues here. Okay. I send them out for pernicious anemia, cradle cell antibody, or, you know, intrinsic factor antibody test to confirm or to see what's going on at the biochemical level. More often than not, whenever I suspect that there's pernicious anemia, nine times out of 10, I'm right. And that is an issue. Why? Because that person has been starving their body of B12 for the nervous system, slowly starving it to death, literally. I mean, pernicious anemia before that they discovered B12 injections killed people. It is fatal. It will eventually kill you. And is a slow, agonizing, horrific, suffering death that you will go through. 
Uh, but what's happening to many of these people is that they're gotta, they've got to go through that 10 years or that decade of suffering before it gets so bad that finally you do get to a point where those B12 levels, you know, aren't even viable and they're not being, um, they're, they're, you're showing up or, or you're testing as a low B12 uh, patient. So I've had plenty of doctors call me and say that this doesn't make sense. How did you know that this person had pernicious anemia? Because their levels are high. We're taught in medical school that it means that, uh, that they would have low levels. Well, that's one way that you can become, um, that's one way that you could test or one type of way that certain types of pernicious anemia patients will present with. And it depends at what point that that intrinsic factor is being blocked or not being able to be used. Because if somebody is eating, let's say animal products and they have plenty of B12 going into the diet, but they're not using it. Well, of course you're going to find that in the body. It's going in there. It's just not getting used in the nervous system. Again, like we talked about with estrogen, we talked about with insulin, all these things. So the fact that they're measuring a certain level, but that doesn't equate to what's going on within the nervous system intracellularly is the problem, right? And so depending again, what stage of that intrinsic factor is not working, it can show as low or it can show as high. And a lot of times the people that are coming to us are showing as high. And so they're getting completely missed in that conventional model um, and they're not going to get better. And as soon as that they get these B12 injections that we get them, Mind you, you want to make sure you get a clean B12 injection. The one that I uh, dispense is from Israel. It's pure B12. Um, it doesn't have anything else except prescription grade saline. So a lot of these other ones will have aluminum and nasty kind of preservatives and things in there that if you're sick, <laughs> like sure you need the B12, but then you're like sick from what you're injecting. So that's a whole other problem. I've seen people go through that as well. Uh, but I mean, I can go on and on about the types of things that I see, but those are definitely some of the things that I feel like our testing has been able to pick out consistently as a pattern. And, and kind of help those people that aren't, you know, getting their answers uh, from the conventional establishment. Yeah. Well, I know that's super helpful. I'm sure this is blowing everyone's mind. And I feel like that was, it was happening to me for, for many years of, I was taking, I was taking like so many supplements and all the things and going through all these different treatments. And intuitively I would, I would tell the people I was working with, I'm like, I feel like I'm taking all of this and nothing's doing anything like no nothing's doing anything. And they were like, well, there's no reason why you wouldn't be absorbing it. And, uh, there were, there were years of that. And I know I'm definitely not the only person that, that has experienced that. So it's, it's interesting for me because one of the big things that came up when I got my scan through you guys was circulation and <laughs> that like totally resonated with me. And I was like, it's funny because that's never come up with anybody else in, you know, like almost 10 years now. Uh, so it's just really, really powerful um, what's available and, and, and what you guys do at Root Cause Clinic. And I'm sure that people listening are really going to want to get in touch and uh, get some scans. So I would love if you could share how people uh, can get started working with you guys. Yeah, sure. So there's a couple different ways to work with Root Cause Clinic. We try to make something available for everybody at every level of intended commitment. So if you're just curious to get tested, uh, you can get a single test kit, and that is um, $275. You can get that at a $20 discount if you have one of the codes that we have with one of the practitioners. Uh, you can use code HealthDoll. Uh, that one will give you $20 off. That's just going to get you a test, okay? And you'll get the, the client copies of that result. Uh, but we do significantly re recommend that you get a practitioner appointment and you can book that a la carte um, on your own apart at a different time after you get your results or at the same time it just depends maybe you want to think or see the results first um, think about it a little bit before you decide to kind of go and meet with the provider but ultimately think about all the things that we discussed here today right christina so 
uh, imagine trying to put all those markers together in your head and make that make sense. And you having, you know, went through the process with Ariel will realize how valuable uh, that was to have that direction because these are all, you know, particles of information. And what we do is we come in and we're that unifying field that makes it all make sense. So you can see the light, right? Literally. Um, and so I do recommend definitely booking the a la carte appointment. That's kind of the lowest amount of commitment where you can literally get some testing and get some answers and kind of get the pathway set out before you for self-navigation. And you can come back later and say, okay, now I'm ready to do a package. Uh, or maybe you can kind of say, I'm going to take some of these recommended remedies because you will be given a list of suggested remedies that you know resonate for you or things that you should you know take or were indicated for you based on the scan. And maybe you'll come back later. Uh, the intermediate level of commitment is going to be the Biophoton Beginners Package. And that one's really where that you have the appointment built in. You already know that you want to see somebody and get talked to about your results, ask questions. You're going to get your actual results. Um, and you're also going to have the ability for some of these additional tests. The person that's going to be your provider is going to be doing your appointment may note that on the intake sheet, you put, hey, I have Hashimoto's or I can't lose weight, et cetera. And they'll run a couple of these extra scans, pair what they see the data suggests that would most benefit you to be able to have some of those answers at the time of the consult. So you'll be able to be able to have that. Now, you won't get the client copy for that, but you'll get the information verbally communicated to you. You also get $100 off your protocol. So it's kind of like already setting you up. If you know that you want to get a protocol and you're going to want to get information and you're going to want to do something about it, not just get information, um, you know, awareness for some people is enough. And sometimes awareness and action is the step people want to take. So if that's you, then that would be the Biophoton Beginners Package. That one is for $4.99. Uh, that is a one-time appointment. And so there's no ongoing support after. It's just kind of a, a, a one and done. Same thing though, you're going to be getting a recommended remedies. It's a little bit more customized than what you would get with just the single test kit uh, that provider will put in the recommendations for you. And then there's kind of like the, you know, ultimate experience, the, the standard that I would say is really, especially if you haven't started with us at all, and you've got some significant things you want to work on, uh, I would go and I would recommend the eight-week package. Usually it's more than eight weeks that we end up spending with you, but that's just kind of a, a, a guide frame. It depends. Some people may spend two four-week protocols and finish at eight weeks. Some people may need two six-week protocols and maybe 12 weeks. Um, you know, it just kind of depends. But that is going to be a test kit included, uh, just like the Biophoton Beginners Package. It's going to have not just one appointment, though. It's going to have three. Um, you're going to get custom protocols. I'm talking custom to the nines, right? So it will be based on the data that is um, yielded in your scans. However, it's not just limited to just that, right? Um, and then we're also going to be able to have the ongoing support. So in between appointments, maybe there's something that comes up. Uh, that's the hand-holding process that you're going to get by working with the provider. There's also the HERC support line, which is a line that you can email when, let's say, your provider is not able to get back to you within um, a quick enough time period. You can reach out to us. I pretty much get alerted to all of those directly and will answer those myself. And um, that's also going to have, you know, the ability there to basically kind of get the highest tier of results because you're going to have that active in-time support. And I can't mention how crucial that is because if there's some sort of information piece that we can be given based on how you're reacting to a protocol, whether it's good or bad, that's going to save us time um, in assessing what is and isn't the way that you may be most responsive, right? So communication is key. And that's what that relationship allows for. That package is $7.99. So if you really think about that, you're getting three appointments, you're getting a test kit, you're getting ongoing support um, and customized protocols. The products are not included in this package, uh, but that's Kind of like about two or three months of consistent support. So it is, especially, and if you've been through the functional medicine mill, you'll already know that that is an incredible value. Uh, many times just the lab work alone that you need going into a naturopathic office will be a couple thousand dollars um, out the gate. That's not even your appointment to get that reviewed. Um, so 
we really try to make it as affordable as possible, but we're results oriented. Um, so if you are really kind of, you know, wanting to do some of the heavier lifting, as I call it, if you're trying to do some detox, if you know that you're dealing with some things like mold or some chronic infections, definitely spring for the, the eight week package. You're going to want that level of support. Yeah, it's truly an incredible value. Like I've never gotten data that that detail, just the data alone, I would pay $800 for. <laughs> so I am really, really grateful um, that you're doing this work and, and spreading this information. And I know there are so many people who are just waiting for this, you know, and, and really need this. So I'm just so grateful for you for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge. I feel like I could ask you questions for, for days. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just really grateful for you coming on. So thank you so much for being here. Huge thank you to Veronica for coming on the podcast and sharing so much incredible information. If you found this to be helpful, definitely send it to somebody you know if you think it would be helpful for them. And be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me, Christina the Channel, and Christina the Channel Pod. You can also tag Root Cause Clinic on Instagram. And we appreciate that so much when you do share those episodes. If you want to learn more, you can do so by heading to Instagram at Root Cause Clinic. You can also head to their website, rootcauseclinic.co to learn about all of their different packages. If you use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, you will get $20 off any packages from Root Cause Clinic. But like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I personally got the BioPhoton beginner package if you're looking for somewhere to start. And if you find this podcast helpful, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes truly, truly means the world to me. And it really helps to grow the show and grow our community. So more people can find this information. So thank you so much for doing that. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.